and welcome to a lively old man my name is eric lively and i hope you're doing well um so since we talked last we have jumped ahead an hour sprung forward so to speak and speaking of sprung or spring uh spring is officially here as well uh so when that was what five days ago uh, my younger sister's birthday happy birthday melinda and uh so some more light out than there used to be later in the day, put it that way, which is very nice. So I want to talk about a drug that, uh, and you might hear me talk about drugs often, who knows? It's a definite possibility anyway, but this drug is something that almost all of you use. It's the drug that is legal everywhere. It is called the nectar of the gods by many. One of the several drugs that is socially acceptable like sugar, for instance, it's a performance enhancing drug. So walked in the other day on a discussion some people were having about good coffee and not so good coffee and even bad coffee. But what's kind of funny about the not as good coffee is that when push comes to shove, people will still drink that low end coffee. Our company supplies us with coffee to drink if one wants it anyway. But the issue with what they are choosing to supply us with is that it's just shitty coffee. It's like truck stop coffee, some people call it. But yeah, people will still drink it. But many will just bring their own into work or even drink it at home before they come to work. But do you want to start a discussion with people that's not political or religious? You know, bring up coffee. Believe me much like beer, wine, food, or anything potentially, there's plenty of coffee snobs out there that'll give you their opinion on what's good and what's not. And for the most part, they'll admit that they're coffee snobs too. Probably no intense arguments about this subject, but you'll get one's opinion for damn sure. My personal take on coffee. Coffee that's just black, not a fan at all. Do not like coffee flavored things, licorice or candies, anything like that. To mean there needs to be some flavor of some sort added to it. Now, I do drink coffee, but not in the quantities I hear that other people drink it. But if it's not flavored somehow, forget about it. Back in my uh, early 20s, I used to drink it black. But, yeah, my stomach can't handle that anymore. I drink it for the caffeine. I just want the kick, the jolt, the drug. That effect I get from it. I also prefer iced coffee over hot coffee. I'll drink hot coffee, don't get me wrong. But during the summertime, oh, iced coffee is, oh, wish you could see my face. Also, oh, anyway, I forgot about this. So it, during the discussion that I walked in on, they were talking about coffee and all the good and bad and blah, 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 and what they drink and what they add and what they don't add. Somebody brought up the, uh, it's called monkey poop coffee. Yes, monkey poop coffee. Now, it is the world's most expensive coffee, and it is made from poop of a creature called the civet, a cat-like creature, so it's not really a monkey. It has a long monkey-like tail, face markings that resemble a raccoon with spi or spots or stripes on its body. The coffee is partially, partially digested coffee beans or cherries that are pooped out by the civet. Of course, then we collect the poop. Nowadays, they're kept in captivity and fed only 
coffee cherries to get the most coffee poop out of them that they can. But still, people will still call it monkey poop coffee. That's one of those things that's going to stick no matter what. Not really sure I wanted to try this, but they say it's not shitty. This episode is brought to you by PNW Fine Wine. Are you or someone you know a wine drinker? Instead of going to the store, look online first. Have your wine delivered to you. Check out what PNW Fine Wine has to offer. Go to pnwfinewine.com. It's really, really easy. Give it a try. All right, quick drink here. I'm already getting a dry mouth. So I got something from a friend, and I read it, and I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Um, so I'm going to read it for you. Uh, just to let you know, some of you might be bothered by it, but this is my thing here, so I'm going to read it anyway. The subject is chili cook-offs. <clears throat> Notes from an inexperienced chili taster named Frank, who was visiting from the East Coast. He says, recently I was honored to be selected as a judge at the chili cook-off. The original person called in sick at the last moment. And I happened to be standing there at the judge's table asking directions to the beer wagon when the call came. I was assured by the other two judges, who were native Texans, that the chili wouldn't be all that spicy. And besides, they told me I'd get free beer. Pfft, ding, 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 ding. I'm in, right? So here are the scorecards that I came up with for the event. <clears throat> chili number one. Mike's Maniac Mobster Monster Chili. Judge number one says, a little too heavy on tomato. Amusing kick. Judge number two says, nice, smooth tomato flavor. Very mild. Frank says, holy shit, what the hell is this stuff? You could remove dry paint from your driveway. Took me two beers to put the flames out. I hope that's the worst one. These Texans are fucking crazy. Card number two. Second chili, Arthur's Afterburner Chili. Judge number one says, smoky with a hint of pork, slight jalapeno tang. Judge number two says, exciting barbecue flavor, needs more pepper, peppers to be taken seriously. Frank says, keep this out of the reach of children. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to taste besides pain. I had to wave off two people who wanted to give me the Heimlich Maneuver. They had to rush in more beer when they saw the look on my face. No, I would probably be frank. <clears throat> chili number three scorecard. Famous burn down the barn chili, it's called. Judge number one says, excellent firehouse chili. Great kick. Needs more beans. Judge number two says, a beanless chili. A bit salty. Good use of the peppers. Frank says, call the EPA. I've located a uranium, uranium spill. My nose feels like I've been snorting Drano. Everyone knows the routine by now. Get me more beer before I ignite. Barmaid pounded me on the back. Now my backbone is the front part of my chest. I'm getting shit-faced from all this beer. 
Chili number four, Bubba's Black Magic. Judge number one says, black bean chili with almost no spice. Disappointing. Judge number two says, hint of lime in the black beans. Good side dish for fish or other mild foods, but not much of a chili. Frank says, I felt something scraping across my tongue, but I was unable to taste it. Is it possible to burn out your taste buds? Sally, the barmaid, was standing behind me with fresh refills. That 300-pound bitch is starting to look hot, just like a nuclear waste I'm eating. Is this chili an aphrodisiac? Chili number five scorecard. Legal lip remover. That's lip, L-I-P, remover. Judge number one says, meaty, strong chili, cayenne peppers, freshly ground, adding considerable kick. Impressive. Judge number two says, chili using shredded beef, could use more tomato. Must admit, though, the cayenne peppers make a strong statement. Frank writes down, my ears are ringing, sweats pouring off my forehead, and I can no longer focus my eyes. I farted and four people behind me needed paramedics. The contestant seemed offended when I told her that her chili had given me brain damage. Sally saved my tongue from bleeding by pouring beer directly on it from a pitcher. I wonder if I'm burning my lips off. It really pissed off those other judges asking me to stop screaming. Screw those rednecks. Chili number six. Beer is very vegetated, veget, yeah, vegetarian variety. It's easy for me to say. Judge number one, thin yet bold vegetarian variety chili. Good balance of spice and peppers. Judge number two, it's the best yet. Aggressive use of peppers, onions, and garlic. Superb. Frank says, my intestines are now a straight pipe filled with gaseous sulfuric flames. I shit myself when I farted. And I'm worried I'll eat through the chair. No one seems inclined to stand behind me except Sally. I can't find my lips, feel my lips anymore. I need to wipe my ass with a snow cone. Frank's not a Texan, obviously, huh? Chili number seven. And the last chili. Susan's screaming sensation chili. Judge number one. A mediocre chili with too much reliance on canned peppers. Judge number two. Oh, um, tastes as if the chef chef literally threw a can of chili peppers in at the last moment. I should take note. I'm worried about judge number three. He appears to be a bit distressed as he is cursing uncontrollably. Frank, you could put a grenade in my mouth. Pull the pin out. I wouldn't feel a damn thing. I've lost sight in one eye and the world sounds like it's made of rushing water. My shirt is covered with chili, which slid unnoticed out of my mouth. My pants are full of lava-like shit to match my damn shirt. At least during the autopsy, they'll know what killed me. I've decided I'm going to stop breathing. It's too painful. Screw it. I'm not getting any oxygen anyway. If I need air, I'll just suck it through the four-inch hole in my stomach. When I read that, I laughed so hard. Guy walked up behind me not knowing that's what I was doing. Uh, wanted to say something to me. I look up at him. I was obviously in the middle of laughing and I actually had tears rolling down my eyes. He goes, Oh, did I disturb you? <laughs> oh my. Okay.
Yeah, I'm drinking vodka. All right. So back in the day when I was hanging around Dayton, Oregon, still, my friends and I would often say hi in a particular way. The male friends anyway. It was a very small town where everyone knows each other. And maybe many of them are related in some fashion or another. We'd be driving down one of the roads in the area and see another vehicle coming our way. Our way of saying hi was to stick our arms out the window and flip the other driver and passenger the bird. Just like waving hello, except we added a bit of flavor to it, so to speak. Even if we were just walking around, instead of saying hi or waving, we would just give the other, other finger to somebody, the one finger salute, boom. Still, I will do it to certain people I know to this day. It means nothing bad or offensive. It's just another way of guys that would hang out and drink together, often saying, what's up? Had a coworker do this to another one lately. So I added to the mix. Found out that they do it for the exact same reason. And it's probably just a guy thing. Last was a, a guy I talked to a couple years back, or ended up talking to anyway. So uh, talking with a friend, and another guy happened to be sitting there listening. And I was having a conversation about our past, uh, women from our past, the good and bad experiences and whatnot, and comparing because him and I have a lot of similarities with a lot of things. So was talking about women we had very good friends with. We've been fr good friends with over the years. When another guy who was sitting quietly next to us decided he'd put his two cents in. His comment was, it's not possible for a man and a woman to have a close friendship without it moving to sex at some point. I looked at him in belief and said, what'd you say? And he stated what I just said again. I was like, well, I've never experienced this. He answered, that's because the situation has not presented itself to you yet. If it did present itself to you, then you two would follow through and have sex. Anyone that knows me can probably predict my reaction I had to him. Look on my face, body language, maybe even a few words I might have said. I laughed and I explained, I have experience having non-sexual relationships with a couple of women who I consider very good friends over the years. He again stated that I haven't had the chance. So that's why it hasn't happened. Otherwise it would. I told him I 100% disagree with him and told him I was sorry he hadn't experienced a relationship like that in his life. Didn't change his mind, but I wasn't trying to either. But I know for sure that while this might happen, it doesn't always. I'm actual proof to that. You can have a relationship with somebody and not have sex involved, whether it's same uh, people, uh, different, what well, doesn't matter, anybody. You can have a relationship with someone and not have sex involved. I know the culture he came from or comes from, maybe it's different over there. Not sure on that one. Doesn't matter. It still should be the same in my opinion. So uh, anyway, I uh, hope you're having a good time. Um, we're going to do this again. Like I said, I uh, got a sports one coming up, but now things might change back to what I was doing before. So we're going to let you know at some point. Thank you for listening. Peace.